Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Naked Professor's podcast. My name is Ben Bidwell, otherwise known as the Naked Professor. And today I am honoured to have a, a, a guest on for the second time. It's, it's a friend, a mentor, an inspiration, an educator to me. Uh, it's Craig White, uh, a man who's given me a huge amount and it's my honour. And it feels so right at this moment to have this conversation around masculinity and learning what's going on with men. In Craig's opinion, what's happening to them? What's, 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 are men inherently bad? Or what, what's going on? Because it's really blown up over the last few weeks, particularly in this country with this whole movement around Sarah Everard. And Craig is such, full of so much wisdom that it's a real treat and honour for me to just to sit in this space and bring this conversation alive. Uh, Craig's background is in, is in, is in rugby. Uh, he was a, a, a top coach uh, internationally with Wales and Ireland and the British Lions and in top English club rugby. Achieved a huge amount, but then through that journey, went deep into the work of, of personal development and learning what it was to be a man and how we could become a better man and what, what, what was needed in that. And yeah, as I say, his journey has been a very deep one and he's provided a huge amount of information for me to learn and to step up and be a better man myself. So really grateful for Craig, really excited to share this conversation. Craig's got so much wisdom, so much calmness that you're, you're hearing him. And I also will say that, that, that Craig and I um, are going to be bringing this Men Without Masks retreat that we talk about in some capacity in, in, on this podcast. We're going to be bringing that alive in a, in a very accessible workshop soon. So if this conversation resonates with you, then uh, uh, I'll share some more information around that uh, on my Instagram page. But yeah, for now, without further ado, I want to pass the mic over to Craig White. Yeah, it's my honour. It's my honour to sit in this space. You're one of the few, Craig. You're one of the few to, to be on the Naked Professors round two, twice. We had a beautiful conversation first time. We've had many beautiful conversations in between and it just feels especially relevant and a real privilege and honour for me to have your time and to sit in this space and talk to you once again. So welcome to the Naked Professors podcast round two. It's a pleasure, Ben. Thanks for having me, mate. Craig, it wouldn't feel right to start our conversation without learning where you're at, uh, having a check-in. Um, so I'd love to ask, what's what's the side of you? What are you experiencing at the moment? Yeah, nice one, man. I like check-ins. I'm checking in today. It's been a busy week. Got a lot done. Um, checking in on my new office, which is in the town hall in a place called Hebden Bridge, uh, up north. Um, love it here. I love the nature. This morning, I was up early. I went for a run and I went for a cold swim in the river. And um, yeah, just been in my office all day, checking in. Checking in busy, but feeling grateful at the moment. Um, remember that masks uh, is on the horizon. We've got a retreat in June, and I'm uh, looking forward to that. I'm consulting at the moment for sale rugby team. I'm 
consulting for the Fiji rugby team and uh, yeah, just enjoying working with, with men online as well. Uh, checking in with a lot of, uh, yeah, with a lot of uh, purpose actually, Ben. What about you? Mm, beautiful, yeah, I can feel that. Uh, thank you for sharing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm checking in with probably more of a sense of relaxation than ever before in doing a podcast. You know, there's always an element of when I'm holding space or when I'm leading a conversation, I like to have some sense of, of direction and clarity, but I really feel in this moment a sense of just, you know, very, a lot of stillness, a lot of calm and knowing just that this will just flow and it will go wherever it's meant to go. And yeah, it's a nice feeling for me to have really nice feeling for me to have. And in my, beneath that, I've had a, a strong sense of just hope and excitement for, for my future at the moment. Yeah, I'm with you in a, in a beautiful space and I'm excited to let this conversation unfold. Let's go for it. You know how much I value you, you know how much I value your wisdom. So like it, for me, it's just, it's an honor to, to sit in the space and it feels, it feels relevant. I remember I reached out to you about six weeks ago, perhaps uh, around the whole Sarah Everard situation and kind of to get your take on it. And, and, and as someone who watches even less of the news than me, um, you know, it's the first we, we, you, you kind of heard about it at that point, and it was just coming alive. But since then, there's been a whole conversation unfolding around men, you know, the destruction that men cause, how men need to take ownership, how men need to do the work. And there's a lot of, of course, understandably um, upset and, and wounded women out there who are, um, who've, who've experienced, you know, extreme destruction at the hands of men. And I know you've been working on, on men for a long, long time. This is your passion. But obviously, right now, it's hugely topical. So um, I'm just yeah honored to, to have you here and to, to, to facilitate this conversation around masculinity. And I, I want to start that by asking you fundamentally, like, what, 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 where are you at? What's going on with, with men right now? Um, are we bad? Are men bad? Or what's your stance? Well, I think men and I think both men and women suffer. I don't think it's uh, only women that suffer. And I'm not in any way denying, you know, um, the violence that happens in the world against women in some cases. But I want to start by saying, you know, men are suffering. You know, there's more than 75% of homeless people are men. Well, over, you know, generally speaking, four to five times more men commit suicide than women. There's a high proportion. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's definitely really, really high. You know, most of the world's alcoholics and drug addicts are men. So there's obviously a lot of suffering that happens to men and women. And there's obviously a need for something to change. That's undeniable. Men are suffering more than at any other time in history. It's a big statement, but I, I believe that that could be the case. Especially coming out of COVID as well. Whilst... It's deemed from the outside that men have all the power. It's not a true sense of power. It's a illusion of power. You know, the true power comes from within. The true power comes from knowing who we are, knowing what we stand for, knowing what our values are, knowing that I only get this life and let's invest it in something worthy, knowing that I'm loved, knowing that I'm good enough, knowing that I can be seen. That is true power and that is so self-awareness for me is a new definition of power for men. But unfortunately, it seems that as a gender, if you will, that we're still stuck in the confused pursuit of power, which is, you know, must be the alpha male, must be the super 
hero, must be the protector, must be earning a lot of cash, must be an influencer, must win arguments, must dominate. And um, unfortunately, it's not real power. Um, now, of course, there's, there's a backstory to that. You know, we've always been disposable. We've always been the, the, the gender that goes to war. So we've all, it's hardwired into us that hero, the guy that goes to war, the guy that will kill for his family. But it doesn't work anymore because, you know, physical war doesn't really happen anymore like it used to. So men are confused more than ever before. I don't know where I'm totally going with this, but uh, this part of what we're discussing right now, and we'll talk about other stuff, I guess, there's, there's, a, there's a huge confusion of what it means to be a powerful man. And sometimes that confusion and that suffering and that it's it's projected, you know, it's projected to the weaker sex in terms of you know biology and and, and the way we are and our, our physical presence. It's it's projected. I'm not a political man, Ben, and, I, and as you know, I don't watch the news and I don't watch TV, so I can't really get into all that, and I don't really spend a lot of time on social media. What I try and do in my own life is keep chipping away at my own self awareness, and, and through that create safe spaces for men where we can together chip away at our own level of of, of self-awareness. And in the retreats that we do, for example, with Men Without Masks, we don't really talk about what's happening on the outside. We don't really talk about the violence and the politics, and which, is, which obviously is important, but we only talk about ourselves and we only talk about how we can change from the inside out. And, and it's my hope in the work that we do that those changes that occur during you know a retreat and beyond um can have a positive influence on, on on the world at large but um it's it's cliche but it's an inside job for me it really is an inside job yeah of course and i've experienced that firsthand you know on on, on men without masks and that's not to dismiss the, the the what's going on in the outside world but this starts internally you know i i in my language you know men who who let's say for example let's say men who who uh, do work such as men without masks or in my language men who do connect with their hearts or men who go inward and, and learn about themselves at a deeper level these don't tend to be the men who are causing the destruction who are causing the pain uh, they come from a very different place more of an empowered i i, I want to say healthy whether that's judgmental or not um I, for me it's 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 a much healthier space and having been on my own journey i i, I would certainly say that i'm far healthier internally my internal state is far healthier for having done work such as men without masks and my inter own internal journey with coaches etc so what, what, what are we are we saying i mean i know the answer to this but i'd love to hear your your version of this because there's a lot of people out there who are just the conclusion that they'll jump to is that men are inherently bad you know it's just that we've got women uh, 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 of course women women do things wrong too let's not deny that but men seem to be the ones who, who cause most of the destruction so are they inherently bad is this is this written in our genes that we're going to keep causing this destruction no i don't think men are inherently bad but i think Again, it's a generalization. I think the men you, you talk about that commit these uh, acts are, are, are men that are suffering immensely. You know, we're, we're at a pivotal time really in history um, where there's, a, there's really more confusion than ever before, like what it means to be a man and how we are supposed to engage in the world and what roles we, we should adopt into the world. And, um, it's, it's almost like we're hanging on to the old definition of masculinity and then seeking out a new one. Uh, which is good, but it comes with a lot of confusion. 
And there's a lot, there's so many reasons why men are confused more than ever before. But the big reason for that is that inherently we realize that we are extremely disposable. You know, if a world war happens tomorrow and we protect, our country needs protecting in order to preserve the human species, they'll send men. They won't send women. So we're disposable. We've always been disposable. Now, we used to be disposable and go to war and be a hero when we came home and, and receive love because of that. But now there's no need to go to war. It, it, it's a little bit more confusing. But yet we still seek out to become a hero in some shape or form. And sometimes we overseek that out. Um, you know, we're also disposable because... Throughout all of history, you know, men are the ones that go into the hazardous jobs and the hazardous professions and the dangerous professions to provide. And even on, up until recent times, the dangerous sports, it was always men that entered in, into these domains where you could actually die. You know, you're putting your life at risk. But, but again, in a strange kind of way, we used to receive recognition for that, but now we don't. And um, we're disposable in many other ways as well. I mean... The law is set up in a, in a way that, um, you know, if a couple have a child and the man is deemed to be bad, the woman can ask for a divorce and, and, and she ends up better off than before. Um, so we're disposable in relationship. We used to be the provider of the woman's financial income, but we're not anymore. So we've not even got a purpose there because women can earn, which is great, women can earn good salaries today. So we're disposable because of that and due to the fact that genetically we can't have kids. There's a huge purpose void. There's a huge purpose void that uh, um, a guy called Warren Farrell speaks about a lot. Warren's probably one of the world's experts on men and, and masculinity, to be honest. And um, so there's a huge purpose void that exists in a man's heart. And without some sense of purpose... And that doesn't have to be defined in a mission statement, but without some some sense of this is purposeful, the way I live my life and the way I serve, it's purposeful, it has meaning, then we're at a huge risk of, of suffering and depression and anxiety and pain and potential suicide and drug addiction. Um, you know, there's and the other reason why there's a purpose for it is because we don't have to fight to survive anymore. Most people survive quite well. Um, but we still need a purpose. It's a phenomenon as well, especially over the last century, that nine times out of ten, quite possibly 100% of the time, the men that seem to commit these crimes, most of the time, come from a, a life of a dad deprivation. Dad deprivation might mean that they didn't have a dad. It might be that they had an abusive dad. It might be that they had a great dad, but he couldn't see him because of the one that... The, Mother wouldn't allow him to see his dad. They may have had a, a dad that was around, um, but he was in the old regime of working hard, earning money, tiring himself out, coming home, lying on the sofa, and not being available to his son. So we're, we're living in a um, a pandemic, really, of dad deprivation, which is really, really tough um, because you know, generally in, within the kind of dynamic of mum and dad, um, you know. The feminine is more nurturing than you know that the masculine is more about rules and logic and 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 and, uh, and boundaries and without that um the pain and the outburst and the the crime that's 
projected out is really an underlying cry out for dad and for leadership and for healthy male models and for for boundaries and for blessing from from authentic men so we're really um we're really in this purpose void and we're confused and i mentioned already that the search for power some men the men that i'm working with anyway are realizing that power's not on the outside power's on the inside but for a man that's gone through all this didn't have a dad and doesn't have a, a, a many role models he seeks that out you know it, it's a uh, it's it's confirmed that, for example, um, some some a lot of men in terrorist groups, when you retrace the steps of their life, they haven't had a dad, and they're actually looking for male identity, and they're looking for tribal male identity, but they're looking in the wrong places. They're, they're looking for a rites of passage, they're looking for danger, they're looking for initiation, but it's it's just screwed it's it's in the wrong place because we don't have healthy initiations in the wrong place. and are they not looking for purpose and connection too you know that sense of purpose and that now they, they matter now they're having an impact you know yeah and now they're getting connection now they're feeling seen you know by their brothers in this you know and, and together they're, they're they're a community that have purpose about their actions of course and, and, a, and a skewed sense of, of being good enough and feeling loved yeah as crazy as it sounds yeah which i, I just fundamentally i just you know you see all over the place that um people just craving love craving love and it not being immediately traceable in their actions you can't look at their actions and go they're craving love but actually if you look deeper i think for me that's what's coming alive more and more now is people are craving love and for me society very much shows that shows us men that you know love can be weak love 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 isn't necessarily that they're back but yet underneath that, it's what we're wired for. And with that disconnection, you know, I, I, I keep coming, as, as you know, I keep coming back to this phrase with everything that, that, that happened around the whole Sarah Everard case. And it wasn't the time for me to talk about it or share about it, but hurt people hurt people, you know, like you've said all the way along. And really, like everything that we're going on, right, that, that we're seeing right now is just, like you said earlier, how much pain men are in. Um, not that they're necessarily bad inherently but they're in a lot of pain and they're passing on that pain through their destruction so i think um you know that that gives us so much perspective that this is a whole lot deeper than than men just consciously deciding to be bad and and having that or inherently written into their into their genes so you know what do you see for the future how do you see healthy men stepping up and 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 making positive change and being the men that they're capable of being i mean we can only do what what's in front of us like i said earlier you know, I'm, I'm not this political guy i am you know i'm for, i'm not the guy to work with governments and to work with the educational system where obviously lots of changes need to take place but you know so but but i am trying to do a bit with with our retreats and you know trying to create an organization that supports men um that enables men to come away on retreat together and connect together and go through a process together providing a support network beyond that providing some online support. I also provide coaching services. Uh, I also do some work in professional rugby as well. So I'm kind of in my own kind of way, having an input into what I believe is a real, real grounding place to develop um, self-aware men. You know, it, it's still a high probability in today's world. Not that every man has to play sport. That is not what I'm saying, but a lot of men do play sport. So by influencing 
the coaches who support these young men and influencing the coaches that you know support these teenagers and young men as they become um, older. Um, I feel that that has definitely given me a sense of purpose because um, not only because it's also a form of school. Not all the educational establishments of the school, family dynamic, sports, um, you know, clubs, scouts, all these different teaching organisations is really where it's at. Um, so a whole new curriculum, I guess, needs to be created there around, um, you know, what it means to be a man. But also, uh, we've not even mentioned emotional awareness. Um, there's an obvious reason why men find it difficult to express emotion. I mean, we've heard wired for war. We're heard wired to sit in the trenches and be still and detach from our emotions and be totally aligned with, with, with survival. And, you know, we're, we're heard wired to walk slowly and quietly without breathing almost while we're, kind of, we're hunting. So, we're not wired to be emotionally um, literate and intelligent, and um, and we do need to be. But that's you know that starts in school. It starts with um, self awareness as well. Everything comes back to, to self awareness. Mm, so interesting. So I mean, what I'm hearing you saying fundamentally is that you know the the, the, the reason a click your fingers situation that everything can change and that you know men will suddenly be different, but it's really up to the individual men to do the work themselves. And what we both know that. You know, you, no one could do the work for anyone else. They, every, people have to want to do it. Um, so I guess, well, what about what about creating that? that, that how do we how do we incentivize? Because I was a man for thirty years who didn't want to do the work. I didn't want to do the work. You know, only because I didn't know what the work gave me. But it just sounded quite heavy and hard work, and there was much easier things going on in life. Even though I knew I wasn't fulfilled. You know, there were shiny things around me that. Everyone was applauding me for high fiving, fist pumping me for, for for doing those things. That the no one was celebrating me going on a retreat up north with you for five days and saying, "Well done." That that sounds amazing. Well, a few people perhaps, but I always say that my mum's first reaction when I started working with a coach, even this is my mum, who you know is, would be more open minded than many. Her reaction was, "I um, hope you're not going to join a cult." You know, so that this is this sort of the the, the what 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 we're facing. I ca- I can't blame men for not wanting to do to do the work. So it takes me back to a conversation I had with a, with a friend who talked about how she knows some guys in America who are coaching and, and, and the philosophy was very similar to what I was talking about, but they said their punchline or their, their, their thing that brought people in was to brought men in was to say, do you want to be better in bed? And now men want to start. Yes, I do. Without realizing that actually emotions can help you in bed, being, being more present, being more, more, more mindful of the situation in touch with your emotions and feeling into the moment, being in your body rather than working out what you're meant to do and staying, um, staying safe in that moment. All these things can impact your, your sex life, but we don't, we don't realize it. We think it's just a trick and we'll learn to touch things differently or something. How can we, I don't know. I mean, this conversation is going where it's meant to go, but what, what for you is what brings, how can we get men? to how can this become attractive for men to want to do the internal work? I, keep, I think the key word, um, and, it, and it's based on what I've seen working with men, um, you, know, I've, 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 you know, I've really seen, in some cases, what I would say a miracle, where a guy is coming to the retreat and obviously there's a huge amount of suppression and then at the end it's like a pressure cooker because pressure's been taken away from him and he, and he moves on and he kind of steps into uh, a more meaningful life. And so I, 
I've seen some deep transformations and I can say quite confidently that, you know, when when men, I, I mean, all humans, it's a human need, but in this case, when men have a, an embodied feeling, which can be, you know, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, an embodied feeling of, do you know what, I feel safe here, that's actually when the magic happens. And regarding the work that we do, um, I guess we have a we have a role to play in the way we market it in social media circles, and just something that we're always trying to get better better at, um, just to kind of give a sense of, of safety. Now, the other thing to say, Ben, is that um, there's a lot of men in this country. There's a lot of men in the world, and um, I do believe that we will attract the men that have a resonance with with this type of retreat. It doesn't mean to say that there's other retreats. There's, there's a real need for safety in relationship. Now, that could be relationship to a friend. It could be relationship to a colleague. It could be relationship with a partner, um, with nature, with a tree, with, with cold water, um, with a psychotherapist, with a life coach. Um, it could be have a, a deep relationship with, with travel and cultures, but... There needs to be a deep and meaningful relationship so that one feels incredibly safe enough to let out all the repressed stuff that we've we've squashed down growing up. So safety is the key, really. But as you say, um, as much as we want to help men, the hard part is actually recruiting them because we know, and you and I know, because you've done it twice, that when a man steps through the door, even if we didn't do anything for five days and we just switched our phone off, it would leave more whole and more centered and more self at ease and with more confidence. But it's, 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 I guess, the promotion of that, um, which we, we, we could get better at, um, because the, the men have to feel safe. They really, really do. And that's, so my advice to any man is if you don't feel safe, really dig into where you could find the level of safety. What does that mean, feel safe, Craig? Because, you know, in my 20s, I'd have said, I already feel safe. I don't need safety. Like, I'm, I'm already safe, thanks. Yeah. Well, maybe you did feel safe, Ben. You know, maybe you did feel safe, and, and maybe there's a sense of safety in, 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 in a lot of men. But in many men, especially the men that have, you know, really un, unintegrated trauma, for example, there will come a time when there's a knock on the door, you know, it's an inherent feeling, it's an inherent sensation in the body, voice in the head um, that says, hang on a minute, you know, something's not right here. It's time to take off that mask. You know, there's a knowing, there's a deep knowing actually. You know, some people call it the midlife crisis. There's a knowing that shit. You know, I've got potentially 40 years left on this planet. There's something not right here. I need to take this mask off, but oh my God, it's so scary. How do I do that? Um, So it's tough. It's really tough, and 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 that's that brings a sense of unsafety. It brings a sense of imposter syndrome. It's like, who am I? So that's when the inquiry begins. You know these, these deep questions, and if and if a man can find some safety, he can explore that. But because it's a scary place, what a lot of men do is they distract or they withdraw or they project the suffering onto. Onto, so it's always someone else's fault. There's no ownership. So, so it's a scary place. And what we're trying to do, we're just trying to create a space where, they, where men can come. If you like, recreate uh, 
a rites of passage, you create initiation. Yeah, and and you know, I always take going back on my own journey because I know that, that that's my experience. But whilst I didn't think I had any sort of you know, let's say in today's language, mental health problems. I knew that there was a sense, if I was deeply honest with myself, and I wouldn't necessarily say this to most people at the time, but I always felt there was a sense of something missing. There was something in my life that, you know, I was ticking all these boxes and getting the fist pumps, I say, but there was something that was missing inside. And I didn't know what, and I didn't know how to explore it until, you know, doing the kind of work that on, on Men Without Masks where I could sit in into that space and be guided into self-exploratory and then to be able to express feeling safe because I didn't feel judged. And that was, for me, what, 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 was, what was massive is when we don't feel judged. And actually now, you know, we can, we can cry, you know, and a lot of men be like, I just don't cry. I don't cry. But we can cry if, if, if that's what, what's within us. We can express that we're nervous. We can express that we're scared. We can express all these things that we don't normally express. And then we can look from that space. But in allowing that, we can perhaps understand or go a little deeper into understanding well where does that come from where's why, why is why does that sit within me and you know i'd invite any men i think a big part of, of, of my journey was that you know I, I really was lacking love and whilst i didn't really know that was a problem for me i was aware that i wasn't having deeply fulfilling relationships i was aware that i wasn't able to share love with my mum. i was aware that you know, I'd, I'd get and meet a beautiful girl and it seemed great, but I'd get a bit bored and distant and want to kind of be looking elsewhere. That that was more, more attracted to lust than depth of love. And so while I wouldn't have put them down as just, you know, mental health things, in doing the introspective work and understanding, it allowed me to unravel that I am capable of loving. I am capable of, of softening and tuning into my emotions. I am capable of being more than what I thought I previously was which is a beautiful thing for anyone. And it's those kind of things that for me that to invite the average man to, to look at is that, that what parts potentially are missing. It doesn't have to be a pain that you can necessarily connect with right now, but are there parts of your life that are missing and you can unravel those things. You know, you can find a more complete, purposeful, fulfilling life if you're willing to understand yourself a little better and not blame yourself, not carry shame around the fact that you can't share love with your partner or you can't um, whatever, let yourself be seen or you can't connect with your emotions or you get very angry and you cause destruction or you cause pain. You can understand those things and you can make sense of them. And with that, you can release them. You don't have to be that way. I do think we, we very much get caught in a world where we believe that we are who we've learned to be, if that makes sense. So we've, we've, we've acted in a certain way for so long that we just think that's us. And the truth is, for me, is I don't think many people, and, and again, no blame on this, many people are actually who they truly are. They're who they've learned to be. And things like Men Without Masks help you to understand who you really are, not who you've learned to be. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I like that bit. And, and one of the, I guess one of the, the sentences, one of the statements that we often use is, you know, we, we can't change the past. You know, we're not constantly looking to heal because there's a danger of that journey never ever ending um but we can cultivate a deep deep sense of self-awareness which enables us to redefine who we are and change the language of living so 
the retreat that we offer, for me, it's the catalyst for a change in the language of living because we, we were given a language by society and mum, dad and girls and school and a set of rules. And the brain we know now through uh, neuroscience, you know, is extremely adaptable in the nervous system. So we can redefine, we can't change, but we can redefine. So what I try to do is get excited about that. You know what I mean? There's parts of it that still trip me up. You know, for example, uh, you know, occasionally I still get angry, angry that it comes out. But I can I can do something about that. I can bring some awareness about it. I can journal about it. I can try and set myself up so that it doesn't happen again. I'm trying to well, constantly trying to learn and teach my nervous system a new language of living. And some of that is is is, is in the way I speak. Some of that is in my belief system. Some of that is in the way I interact with people. Even my body and how I can soften my body more than I've, I've ever be, done before. But it's um it's a new language of living that that I believe we mm. need. Having experienced it, I I, I know I I want to say I know it's what we, what we need. I don't think there's anyone who wouldn't benefit from doing this work. And this isn't meant to be an advertisement for for men without masks because I know, I know firsthand the experience is is, is amazing. Um, but it's you know it's your it's your wisdom too. And and I know you share all this in the retreat that that you do. And you know as as you know I I've said to you before I I, I really believe that. For any any man, whatever stage of the journey you're on, there's opportunity to grow. And when you start growing, like you just said, Craig, you know, you've been doing this work for a long time. I know I've been doing the work for a long time too. And there's still areas. I still get angry. I'm not it's not like you there's a switch and it's flicked and then now you're sorted. The journey continues. But the exciting part of that is that this opportunity of growth, when we go on this journey and we start learning how we can become better, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. There's new levels of depth to, to the love that we can experience. There's new levels of depth to the connections that we can experience of how we can show up, of what we can achieve, of who we can become. That And like talking about what before you just said, Craig, that sense of purpose, for me, all of that gives me a massive, if I'm not connected to my purpose right now, massive hope for my purpose, what, what will unravel at the very least, which is a powerful energy anyway. Um, so I, I just think it's such a, powerful and beautiful journey for fundamentally where i get to with all this in, in speaking to you now it's like we need at the very core if we could shift this perspective that for the average man that introspective work or going on a in, you know personal development journey or working on yourself and all these things these are beautiful opportunities for you to, be, to, to, to get more out of your life not to be frowned upon or laughed at or to, be, to judge the word retreat or to, to think there's something wrong with you or anything else but a beautiful opportunity, an incredible gift for you as a person to get more out of your life, which is, I mean, that's purpose in itself, Yeah, you know, to get more out of your life. I mean, the whole concept of retreat, you know, in our kind of evolution, it's very, it's very new, isn't it? You know what I mean? And, you know, I do believe in opposites attract, you know, there's a reason why uh, we're seeing more retreats than ever before, because, you know, we're so stuck in cardboard boxes concrete boxes in our cars and we're so detached from nature and we're so deep into technology you know there's a craving for connection we think we're connected but we're more lonely than ever before so internally there's a, there's a on the planet there's a craving for connection there's a craving for nature so i think that's why we're seeing the trees popping up but it's relatively new it's like it's 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 something that will become normal, I believe. 
but it's in that early stage where it's it's it, there's, there's not a full understanding why one would need to stop looking at his phone for five days, take yourself away from his commitments, and just go inside and connect with other men. Um, but I, I do believe it will it will become more normal. It has to, otherwise, you know, our planet, our species is going to become extinct. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Bear, uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, head then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. You know, I feel like we've, we've, we've really sort of got into this really beautifully and, and deeply and, and kind of really impactfully and I'm also conscious that if we make this really long then we might lose people but I I am I feel like we've answered some some really beautiful questions is there anything like specifically more that you would like to to add into this because I I love I'm just thinking it's it's short snappy it's it's to the point and yeah I mean the the final thing that I would say is that you know it's kind of the opposite but the complementary um you know, men do need men. Men need to come together because we're feeling lonely. Um, and and yes, you know, coming together, men and women, and discussing and retreats for men and women. Of course, that as well. But um, men, men need men. They need. You know, like I said earlier, we're in a, a pandemic of dad deprivation. Now, one of the things that is important in a child's development from dad 
his masculine blessing. It's like being seen by the masculine, being blessed. You're good enough. You're good as you are. Um, and, and unfortunately, a lot of men that I know and women, they haven't received that. But you can, we can, we've seen on retreats that the power of blessing can still have a massive impact. So on the last day, which is a day about leadership and, and our sovereignty, um, our kingship, a lot of it is about seeing each other, really seeing each other, feeding back to each other, blessing each other. And it, it, it has a real deep effect on the nervous system. So the first part of what I want to say is men need men. They, they need good men around them. On the flip side of that, men need women. Men need to be in relationship with, with women or um or, or any relationship, you know, even a gay relationship where the dynamics are a little bit different, but we need intimate relationships um, because we need to be seen by another in relationship as well. So um, I guess that's what uh, what I wanted to say, but the roles within relationship are changing. The, the, the old regime of role-playing, you know, the woman nurturing, being at home, cooking, feeding, and the man going out, being the protector of the earth, fighting for his family. It was necessary for survival of our species. It was necessary for so many generations. It's not so necessary anymore, so we have to redefine why we are relating. And I believe that human, you know, men and women still are craving to come together to, to be more like soulmates not the provider and the nurturer, but more like soulmates who can do similar things and can be similar, but, but have a, a real deep inherent connection at the level of the heart. Um, but especially men, we don't recognize that. We're still stuck in playing the hero and the provider and um, a whole piece around relationships and what they mean within the educational system. Is necessary. Yeah, well, you know, I'm right on board with with all of that, of course. There's one more thing I would love to ask, actually, just because this this is a question that I just feel needs to be answered more, and that is, you know, why do the work? I know we've just discussed all this, but but you know, the average man sitting there going, oh yeah, but it's okay. It's you know, I'm doing all right, and I don't really want to go digging. Actually, I'd like I just I keep doing my thing, and I'll go on holiday soon, and I got my kids, and you know. What does it bring you? What, what, what new parts of life? What does it? Why? What's the attraction for you? Why? Why? Why do this? Well, I, I like to. It's a good question, that Ben. A really good question. I like to relate the, my answer to some of the work I've done with a mentor of mine. And you know, I speak about him a lot, Dr. John D. Martini. It relates to this inherent drive in humans to be challenged and to overcome challenge. Because when we overcome a challenge, we experience a level of fulfillment and evolution in life happens whenever we move through a challenge, feel fulfilled and seek out another challenge. You know, there's something inside of us, an internal GPS that's, that's searching that. And what I realize in my life is that if I don't create my own challenges, and believe me, trying to get thumbs on seat and run a business and uh, facilitate and hold space for 24 men and so on. It's a challenge. It brings up some fear. But I choose that 
because I know that I need a challenge. Now, for a man that doesn't choose a meaningful challenge, he'll be challenged in other ways. He'll be challenged in other ways that are really painful. And again, that knock on the door comes, what am I doing with my life? What, what this job I'm doing? Because there's, there's a fear of choosing his, his own challenge. So um, coming back to conclude on your question, the work for me can come in many, many, many forms, Ben, but it has to involve a commitment to a challenge. That could be a retreat. It could be coaching. It could be, do you know what? I'm going to step into this relationship and I'm going to start talking more open with my partner. I accept this challenge. Um, I'm frightened of being a father and having kids, but do you know what? What a beautiful challenge. I'm going to accept this challenge and say yes to this challenge. Um, I'm going to step up. And I really don't like my job. I know I don't like it. The consequences of that in 10 years are bad for me. I'm going to develop the courage and the plan to let that go and step into something a bit more meaningful. But in a nutshell, the work involves choosing a conscious challenge. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, we started the conversation at the beginning with the, about a lack of purpose. That, for me, again, is ties in with purpose. You know, suddenly there is purpose and it's within. It's not based on external results. It's something that we can find within ourselves, sure. which is really beautiful. The, the, the education of that has to come into school. Yeah. Because you and I and most of our friends in society, you know, we are raised to seek out a one-sided view, a one-sided reality where there's pain, there's pleasure without pain, there's joy without sadness. And, and it, it, it fucks us up. It, it messes us up. So again, it's important in our educational system that, you know, we're taught, hey, you know, life is supportive, life is challenging, life is joyful, life is sad, you know, life is celebration, life is, is loss. It, it's important to teach that we're in a, we're in a reality of duality. And, and um, once we know that, we can, it, it somehow can balance us a lot more and stop us from always seeking out pleasure and gratification yes totally which is you know I, i'll shout that message all day you know there's nothing wrong with being sad or having a bad day it, it's it, it's going to happen it's part of the journey at times you know naturally if we live life to to and allow ourselves to experience these things and like you say it's duality without the sadness are we going to experience the joy um not to say we drown in the sadness not to say we have it day after day after day it's okay but it's part of the natural cycle of, of life. And to deny it is not experiencing all of what, what, what life has to offer and denies the, the joy. And it's authentic. It's authentic. You know, I really feel someone's truth when, 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 when someone shares that, that part of them with me. You know, I know I'll get more truth. I feel, I feel more of them. I would love to conclude this and checking out with you and, and learning what's inside of you um, in this moment, if you'd if you'd be wanting to share. I'm checking out, really happy that I did this podcast with you. I'm checking out with gratitude that I just let things flow and I'm checking out with appreciation for what's inside of me and what comes out of me. I'm checking out feeling connection uh, and purpose, actually. And I'm checking out dying to get out in the sunshine and just, uh, just chill out and uh, enjoy um Beautiful place where I live in Hebden Bridge up north, and uh, the beautiful nature around here. So I'm checking out with that, feeling very uh, 
very privileged. So I'm out. Beautiful, Craig. Thank you. What about you? Yeah, I'm checking out with, with gratitude. Gratitude for you and gratitude for this conversation and gratitude for, I don't know, like the sense of having you in my life and, 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 and it being possible to have these conversations and sense, like you said, a sense of purpose with that, that, you know, I'm able, like, I'll come back to this gratitude for myself that I'm able to sit in this space and have these conversations when they were so foreign, so foreign to me. So, so grateful for the journey that I'm on. And yeah, just... A lot of gratitude, really. Then the next thing that comes to me is gratitude of to be in, in this world, to be in this world of poss- making an impact, of trying to trying to trying to help men be better men. It's 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 needed work, and it feels like an incredible opportunity for me and a gift that I'm on this journey, and that I get to sit in the space and have these conversations and hopefully make an impact. And the fact that you and I can do some work together on Men Without Masks and make it super accessible for men in a yeah. simple form to dip their toes in and, and feel into that. Yeah. You know, that, that for me is to get that opportunity to do that with you. And I just feel a whole sense of grat- gratitude. So, yeah, now get to go out and enjoy a beautiful sunny day and summer feels like it's, it's coming and yeah. it's nearly the weekend and it's a good day to be alive. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, Craig, I'm, I'm really grateful for you. Thank you. And... Um, Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing all, for sharing your wisdom, and I'm just incredibly grateful for you. No, thanks, mate. I enjoyed that. It was uh, flowing, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thanks, I'm always incredibly grateful to have these conversations, and, and yes, I feel very fulfilled having sat in that space and, and shared and learned from Craig. I feel it's really pertinent. I feel there was a lot of wisdom there, there that Craig had within him, and I feel it's the time that's needed. So I hope that was helpful, relevant, interesting gave you a new perspective, gave you hope, um, perhaps it gave you um, some thoughts around uh, some, some, some men or you yourself doing this work, um, stepping forward and, and wanting to learn yourself from Craig or perhaps a man in your life that you know might want to do some work with Craig and become a better man stepping up into their true power. So uh, thank you so much to Craig um, for sitting in this space with me. Thank you for you to listen. These conversations are really needed. They're my passion right now so grateful for everyone who showed up uh, if you think there's some men in your life uh, or even some women who'd be love to hear this education understanding please feel free to share it wherever and be so grateful for that to be to be shared for men to get this message um, so please feel free to do that and any support you can give us any reviews or um, subscribe or follow I think it is on Apple now um, will be incredibly helpful um, I'm so passionate about this work um, I care about human beings but particularly the path of men having gone on that journey myself I hope these conversations help thank you for listening and I will see you next week Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 